just a joke. Hello. Hello. Say hi, Trey. Hi. Guest today. <laughs> Welcome back to a little bit of everything. The podcast about a little bit of everything. Sorry, Delisha might be absent today. She's doing my cousin Trey's hair, who is also here. We are going to do a short story this mo- this week. I am reading from the African American Folk Hills, a story called Tricking All the Kings. I read this story preemptively, and I'm going to tell you right now that it is an emotional roller coaster of what the hell did I just read. Um, it should be fun, though. I got to the end and thought, man, Anansi the spider is a dick, but in most of the stories I've read about them, he is a dick. Um, excuse any noises you might hear. I live in an apartment, so you're going to hear sounds. Oh, I guess I that. They scared Alicia. So, you hear it, though? I heard it at someone moving something across the floor. Oh. Or the rolling of the doors. All right. <coughs> Tricking all of the kings. There once was a king who had a deep well that gave him lots of fresh water. One day he began to notice that some of his water was gone and the rest, of, the rest all muddied up and he couldn't tell who had done this to him. He knew he had to catch the thief because the weather was so dry that no one could get any water except from the king's well. So the king made a man out of tar and set it right by the mouth of the well. He put bread in one of the hands of the tar man and in the other a fish. When the thief comes, the king figured, he will have to have a chat with him. And when he finds the tar man won't talk, he'll hit him. Okay. And so he said, and so it happened. Up came the thief about 11 o'clock that night. And when he came near the well, he was startled. He said, good evening to you, sir. But the tar man didn't respond. He said, I'm just taking a walk around tonight and I got thirsty. So I wanted to ask you for some water. The tar man wouldn't speak. The thief said, I will have to find out who you are. He went right up to the face of the image and he peered at it for a long time because it was so dark. Oh, I see now you are a watchman Massa King put here to frighten me away, but you are no good here. And he slapped him in the jaw and his hand stuck. He said, oh hell, you look gummy. Let me go, will you? Because the man's made of tar. Oh, okay. So the king was like, I'm going to make this man made out of tar. And when this man doesn't talk to the the thief, the thief's going to get mad and hit him. Wow. And apparently he was right. (laughs) Okay, let's see. I'll give, he said, I'll give you another slap if you won't let me go. And he slapped him and now his two hands were stuck. He said, what do you mean by this? You won't let me go. I'll throw you into the well if you won't let me go. He said, Master King sent you here to hold me, and you are holding me, but I'm going to toss you into the well, and then both of us will be down there. I'll tell you. And he tried to toss him in his struggle to get away, and he just stuck more and more until he was fastened on from head to toe. And who was the thief? Nancy. So, Anansi the spider. Anansi is his real name? Anansi the spider, yeah. He's a what spider. was the name you just said, though? Nancy. I think it's like a title because there's also a bull lion and a bull shark in here. Oh, so it's bull means the then? No, just bull. Oh, okay. Okay. 
I don't get it. Now, the next morning, the king came and said, Ah, I've caught the thief, and his meat and bones will make my bread today. And he took him by the shoulder, and he pulled him off the tar man, and he dragged him by the hair to the palace. He called his servant and said, I caught the thief who has been stealing my water for many weeks, but he won't steal from me anymore. Then he said, Take him and hold him, and we'll chain him until we can think of the way we can kill him best. Jeez. The servant asked what his son... Okay, but you're re- okay. You're listening to this, but I promise you, you have no idea how this story is gonna end. I promise you. I'll see. The servant asked, "What was his sentence? What his sentence would be?" So Massa King said, "Maybe we'll have to burn him." But Nancy never said a word. The servant <coughs> said, "I think Excuse the me. best death for him is to shoot him." Still, but Nancy kept quiet. Then the king said, "The best way to take his life is to drown him." Then Bonansi said, Oh, Massa King, you mean to pitch me in that blue, blue sea? Massa King, better to shoot me than pitch me in that blue sea water. But the king said, No, I wouldn't. I'll have you drowned. And he took a bit of rope and put it around Bonansi's neck and tied a piece of iron to it and took him to the beach. Massa King and his servant took him out in a boat about three miles out to sea and flung him overboard. And he went right to the bottom, sat down, loosened the iron from around his neck and floated to the top, just like he knew he would. He was bobbing along even before the boat moved half a mile and called out, Ah, Masa King, you couldn't have done me a better favor than bring me into the seawater. It's my home. He dove down again, feeling kind of happy, and he met up with a shark. Oh, but shark, you're the very man I've been looking for. For three nights and three days now. But shark asked why. And he said, I want to get together to catch some small fish and go ashore and cook them up for a big feast this afternoon. <coughs> but Shark said, you would invite me to a big feast? Yes, I would. Come on, let's go on and catch some and I'll show you. When they caught plenty and they went ashore, and Buzz Shark said to Bonansi, you must go ashore alone and leave me in the water because I can't live out of the water for more than two minutes. You cook them up and just bring me my share. But Nancy said, well, I'll have them all cooked up then, and I'll bring you your share. You stay in the water and sing some sweet songs thinking about this feast while I get some kindling and get this fire going. After the fire was going, he put a big copper pot on it, one that holds 200 gallons of water, and he filled it with the small fish, and when they were all boiled up and the water was steaming hot, he said, Buh, shark, come here in the sun for a while and show me how you can stand on the tip of your tail and tell some jokes. Ball Shark said, I'll come, but only for half a minute, you know, because otherwise I'll die. And as Ball Shark came up and stood on the tip of his tail, Bonanzi took out a bucket of the steaming water and he killed him. Ball Shark had nothing more to say ever again. Bonanzi cut him in three pieces and put him in the copper pot with the little fishes and boiled it properly with peppers. And after it was cooked, he took it off the, he took it off the fire. He knew he couldn't eat it all alone, but being so selfish, he was going to throw it away, throw away what was left over. But just as he was be- beginning, up came Bo Lion. Bo Nancy said, Ah, you are the man I wanted to see. I want you to help me eat some of my fish here. I have caught plenty, and I can't eat them all. He was afraid of Lion, but just smiled and said, You came just in time. And they both sat down to eat. When Bo Nancy ate about six pieces of fish, Lion had eaten just about all the rest. Bonansi, who didn't really want to share, grumbled to himself. 
I have been here all all the time, lighting the fire and straining to put that big copper pot on the fire, and here you came just in just in time, Lion. Lion said, What are you saying? If you grumble any more, I'm going to kill you and eat you too. You just look at what I'm doing and keep quiet. Bud and Ansi got really scared now and didn't say anything until they had finished eating. Then Bud Nancy said to Lion, Let's play the little game we used to play when we were at school. And Lion said he didn't remember any games. Ba Nancy said, sure you do. We take a little piece of string and you put your two hands behind your back and we tie you to a tree and take a little switch and touch your back with it. And when you make a rush, you break the string and get away and the other person has to do the same. Lion said to Ba Nancy, if you let me tie you first, I'll play. Ba Nancy said that was all right and they got a string and a switch and Bo Lion tied him. And then when Bo Lion hit him with the switch, he made a plunge and got away. Bo Nancy said, now let me tie you. And he pulled a cord rope out of his pocket and tied Bo Lion's hands behind his back. And he took out a whip from his pocket and really started to lick him hard. Lion made a plunge at Bo Nancy with his paw to kill him, but he couldn't touch him. Bo Nancy was that quick. And he shouted out, my wife, my wife, you and all the children come out and get your licks on Bo Lion. A little while ago, he ate all my fish, which I was going to bring home. So all his children started to beat Bo Lion too, until he was half dead. And they just left him there, tied to the tree, Bo Lion on the ground, half beat to death, and they went on home. <coughs> Bo Lion saw a woman coming his way on her way home. So he said, my good lady, please let me loose or else I shall surely die. The lady said, who put you there, my good lion? Bonanzi, ma'am, why did he tie you? He tied me here because we had a little game we played in school and he got me to remember it and play it with him. I tied him first and he broke the string like we always used to and he got away. <clears throat> then he tied me, but not with the same string, but a much stronger cord rope. And then he licked me and his wife and children came and licked me and had me completely beaten. But if I let you loose, my good lion, you will spring on me and eat me. He cried, oh now, my good lady, if I tried to do that, all the trees and stones around here would cry shame. She said, all right, then I will. And she let him loose, and he immediately tried to spring on her and eat her. And all the trees and all the stones sang out, shame, lion, shame. So he stopped. So that he's a lion. Yes. Who's, who's the, who's the other dude? Nancy. The mud man. Is a, a spider. So the spider would have beaten a lion? Yeah. And Nancy the spider's a trickster. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's possible for a spider to be the lion. Where it does, mm, What's the... Oh. It's mythology. Mm. It's basically, yeah. These are like folk tales. So there's a moral to this story, correct? Supposedly. But I just got to the end and was like, uh... What? Okay. But you'll see what I mean. All right. So he went home and told his wife what Bun Nancy had done to him. And she said, I always told you to stay away from Bun Nancy's reach. <coughs> you are much stronger than he is, but you haven't got the tricks that he has. But we'll, tr we'll think of a way to get back at him. So she thought and thought and finally said to Lion, we'll have a dance tonight. You know how much Bun Nancy likes to dance. We'll figure out a way to fix him because he will come to the dance. He couldn't stand to stay away. I know, we'll get a revolver and shoot him. Well, Bon Nancy heard about everybody, how everybody else had been invited to the dance and he wanted to go. So he told his wife to wrap him up in a white sheet and he would go as a little baby 
and she could carry him into the dance. And if anyone notices that it is him, she should just throw him out of the window in the sheet. That's his master plan. I'm going to go to the dance disguised as a baby. And if they notice that it's me, just toss me out the window. Bet. Is he a grown lion? He is a grown-ass spider. Okay. <laughs> What's a baby spider look like? Right? Is he like half baby, half spider? I feel like these are like metaphors, though. Like, these are... Like, well, because in some of the stories I read... Pause from the story real quick. In some of the stories I read, they're like gods. Mm-hmm. Or like demigods, at least, so they can take on many forms. Mm-hmm. So Anansi the spider could take the form of a man, and like lion could take the form of a man as well. Okay. So like I feel like in this story, they're taking the form of humans at t- at some at some points, and at some points they are their animal self. If that makes sense. <clears throat> some a little bit. You know what I mean? But yeah. So in some of the folklore I've read about them. They're like they're demigods, basically. Okay. So they can take on many forms. But like Anansi the spider in his demigod form is a spider. Lion is a lion. Uh-huh. And like shark and crow and raven, they all are. Okay. Like animal spirits. Okay. Are they do they change back to human or what? No no no. Their actual form is the animal, but they can take on a human form. Like shapeshifters, more like, like, you know, like shapeshifters. Yeah. And Anansi is a trickster, so trickster gods are known to be able to take on many forms. Like Loki. Yeah, like Loki. Okay. Who is a trickster god. Yeah, Trey gets it. The trickster god. Yeah. The god of trickster gods, I feel like. It's a very big trickster. Yeah. All right. (coughs) All right, back to the story. So said, so done. And the music struck up and they got right into the dancing. And Lion noticed the mother with this baby. And he said, I don't think a baby has bones that big. It must be Bunansi pulling a trick. So he found out by pulling on the sheet and Bunansi told his wife to throw him out of the window. But his wife was so taken up in the dancing that she didn't hear him. <laughs> so Nancy gave a little jig and started to run, Lion behind him. He ran up until he saw a crab hole just behind a pepper tree. So he grabbed some peppers and jumped down down in the hole. He put the peppers in his mouth and crushed them up. Lion came to the hole and started to dig. And he dug until he could just about see Bonansi. And then Bonansi spat out the mouthful of peppers into into (coughs) Bonansi's eyes and made him blind. He rubbed both eyes out of his head with his paws. It hurt so much. And he died from the pain. And out came Bonansi and chopped him up and flung him on his shoulder and carried him home piece, piece by piece to his wife. He said, my wife, we can walk out proudly forever, day or night, because I have killed this great king of the woods, and we have lions eat tonight for dinner. Oh, yeah. So he got the pot on the fire and got some limes and made a lion's I went to this feast and enjoyed some of it, and I came directly here to tell you this big lie. That's why you see that today you must never do evil. You must always do good to your friends and never do evil. You must always do good to your friends, even if they do you bad. St. Vincent. End of the story. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so they didn't... Did they kill him? No. Right? They killed Lion. Lion died. 
Anansi killed him. Hmm. Yeah. That's an interesting thing. Um, and what was the quote at the end? It wasn't a quote. Apparently this was a story from St. Vincent. He told the story and then he said the story was a lie, but the moral of the story is you must never do bad. Even if your friends do bad to you, don't ever do evil, don't ever do bad. That's the moral of this story. And he killed Lion, though. The story, St. Vincent, okay, so he was saying the story was made up. Okay. But what he was trying to say, but the moral of the story is don't ever do bad. Even if you, so even if your friend, so. <coughs> because Lion tried to do bad by killing Anansi, even though Anansi did him wrong in the first place, mm-hmm. Lion ended up dying. Because he tried to do bad to somebody who did bad to him. So St. Vincent, I think, is saying, even if someone does you wrong, don't try and do wrong to them. Okay. That's all, that's all I got from that. Huh. Don't seek revenge, I guess, is what the moral of the story is saying. But technically he did. But he didn't get his revenge because Anansi killed him and fed him to his kids. He tried to get revenge, and then he got killed. Oh, the lion. Okay, so the lion was getting beat by the spider. And the lion told the uh, the lion told his wife, and wife was like, "We'll get him back. We're gonna have this dance. And at the dance, we're gonna shoot him." And so they go to the dance, and lion ends up chasing him, and the lion gets blinded by some hot peppers that he announced he was chewing in his mouth. He spit in his eyes, mm-hmm. and then. He ended up clawing his eyes out from the pain and died from that. And then Anansi chopped him up and fed him to his kids. <gasps> so that's pretty much what happened. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. <coughs> that's about it. <coughs> that is, that was, um, what was it called? Tricking all the kings. Well, he tricked two kings. So why'd you choose this story? Because it was weird. Did you know it was weird before you even read it? Nope. It just sounded interesting by the title. I was like, oh. I thought by all the kings, he literally, all the kings. Like, did all the kings just get tricked? But the lion, yeah, technically. Lion's the king of the forest. Mm-hmm. But I thought by all the kings was like, the kings look like an entire tea. Like, not just two kings. All of them. Like an entire, like, you know. But the title just sounded interesting, so I started reading it. And then it got to the end, and I was like, uh, okay, Anansi the Spider's kind of a dick, but okay. This was interesting. I hate this side so much. But, I don't know, this book is interesting. What other stories are you read in there? Um... Are you read in there, excuse me? One that I'm not sure what was happening. Where did it go? Come back. I marked the page and then the page went away. Alright. What the is this shit in It's called. It was something about a little. It was something about a bird. I remember reading it and I was like, um. What? This is the weirdest. What was the moral of this one? 
oh, the little bird grows. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got to the end, I was like, this is one of the, okay, this was also a weird one. Hmm. What was that one about? Um, a kid whose mother died and his father remarried, but the mother hated him, hated the kid. Because he looked like his daddy? Uh-huh. Some, I don't know, something like that? I don't know. But, um... Huh. That's no, a kid whose mother died. The father remarried. The stepmother hates the little boy. <coughs> so, so the kid one day is walking home and sees this little bird hopping in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. So he takes the bird home and he's like singing to the bird, but the bird won't sing. Okay. So he starts feeding the bird and the bird starts singing. And the stepmother comes home and she's like, you lazy ass kid, what are you doing? You're alone too much. I don't know what to do with you. If that bird were bigger, I'd fucking cook it or something like that. Okay. And then the little the bird starts singing, and the song literally is food, give me food, give me food, domang, domang, domang. Uh-huh. That's literally the song. And the boy sings back, I have no food to give to my bird, I have no food to give to my bird. The bird sang to me, domang, domang, domang. And then the bird kept singing that. What does domang mean? I have no idea. I honestly don't know. But the bird kept singing its song and flying around in circles, like diving at the mom's head. So she, they start feeding the bird. And the bird just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, but keeps demanding food. And then at one point it says, I forbid you to leave this place, domain, 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 and like won't let them leave. And they're like, oh shit, but it's getting bigger and bigger. And like, it's getting to the size of the house almost. And then like, yeah. Okay. And then at some point, (laughs) like, the bird says, you are my servants. You must stay and watch while I'm eating all your food. But, um, the dad comes home and she, the mom goes, yo, get your machete. Kill the bird. Mm -hmm. And the bird's like, shut up. And then... The dad comes in the house, and the dad's and the bird's like, "Guess what? You're not allowed to leave the room now." Ha ha! And the boy sings the song again, and then the bird eats the stepmom and eats the dad, and the boy goes, "Can I have my dad back, please?" <laughs> and so the bird like spits up the. No, so before the, da- the bird eats the dad, the stepmother is like, they run out of food, and the bird's like, I'm going to eat you. Mm-hmm. And the stepmom's like, no, eat him. He's the one that brought you here in the first place. Like, to the says, eat the little boy. Mm-hmm. He brought you here. So the bird's like, I'm going to eat you then. And she ate the, ate the mom, then he ate the dad, and the son's like, can I have my dad back? What the- I'm just a kid. If you give me back my dad, I'll take you back to the road. Like... Right. That's what you wanted in the first place. You could have just said that instead of eating all our shit. So the bird spits up the dead, goes back to normal size, does not spit up the stepmoms. The stepmom's gone. Because he didn't like the stepmom. Yeah. Uh, Stepmom's gone. And then the bird says, the wedding knife you see on the highway must remain on the highway. What you don't know is stronger than you. And then the bird says, take me to the middle of the highway. And like he was, you have disturbed me while on duty. If I were not so weak towards you, it would not be your family only that would suffer. The whole country would have paid for the disturbances. But I am too good to you. I am forgiving you. Take me to the middle of the highway. So I guess the boy took him while he was working. 
in the middle of the highway on something. Hmm. Like the bird was a god or something. The boy was just like, oh, a bird. And the bird was like, I am death. In his pocket. <laughs> or something like that. But I got to the end of that story and I was like, what the fuck was that? This is going to be a fun time. But yeah, so that was, that was a fun time. The bird's name is Domang, I guess. The bird was just shouting his own name. Hmm. But what kind of bird is it? I don't know. It's just a little bird, little bird hopping. Are you done? But yeah, so that was it. That was the first story I read, and I was like, okay, this is gonna be a fun trip. These must be crazy as hell. I mean, they're folk tales, so it's. Stories. Yeah, but who tells folk tales like this? I mean, it's like stories that are passed down. And like. These are stories from, like, actual cultures. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so the... These are cultural stories, like... Where's that one you just read? The King one? Yeah. Do you remember the page? No. Somewhere near the back, though. But... There's also, like, a glossary in the... Or, like, a table of contents in the front. But, yeah, so these are, like, stories that are, like, passed down. Like, they're cultural... They're, they're really cultural stories that are told, like... Like, as fo- how folk tales are. Yeah. So... Goddamn. I just thought it would be interesting to... King, where are you at? Because it's, you know... That month. What month? Black History Month. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thank goodness for Black History Month. <laughs> But meeting the king of the world, no, that's not tricking right. all the kings. But yeah, so that's what I got for you this podcast. Where was the tricking the kings based? Where was it from? What country? Literally just random page. You know what? It was a few pages after the one story that. No, I I'm talking about country. It it tells the it says what country it's from. Africa. Goofy as hell. <laughs> Let me see. Where is it, Shayla? Honestly, can't tell you. Uh, ha ha. 136. So I think that's it for this podcast. Mm-hmm. This story was based in... Oh, St. Oh, Saint Vincent is this place, ain't it? Sure. In the Caribbean. Caribbean. Am I not right? Or am I right? Uh, just because I read doesn't mean I know the answer to that right away. Well... Some of them says Bahamas. Some of them say Tobago. So those that story was based in Saint Vincent. So people in Saint Vincent would um, tell that story. That but yeah, sense? so I might read one more. Not today, because I'm sleepy already. One more when in March? Probably just one more. She's got to read for Black History Month. Like, oh, next week. Next no. week. Well, next week we have to do a let's talk, but you need to uh-huh. pick a subject. I picked the last subject. What you talking about? I'm bad at picking subjects. I'm good at picking stories. That's my forte. That's where I shine. <laughs> By just going to a random page going, this looks interesting. Okay. Sounds good. I'll figure out a subject. All right. Bye, Toodles. Bye.